Hello, Chinese friends. Welcome to Spiritual Waimai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 Delivering the spiritual food to you when you can't get out. 当你无法外出的时候，我们为你速递属天灵粮 This Spiritual Waimai article is a part of the series entitled "You're God's Masterpiece: The Genesis Notes." 本期属灵外卖来自特别系列。你是神的杰作，创世纪手记。Study in the book of Genesis to discover direction and hope for your awesome life. 通过研读创世纪，并联系新约的思想，为您的美好生活提供指引和亮光。The key to success, Genesis chapter thirty-nine. How to be a success in life. There are so many books written on the topic of success, so many articles online, so many seminars to attend. We can learn a lot. I think these resources are helpful, but. Does the Bible offer any keys to success? How is Joseph doing on his quest to be successful? God gave Joseph two dreams when he was 17 years old, that he would be super successful, so successful he would rule over his brothers and his own parents. But then he got the shock of his life: his brothers sold him into slavery. This was probably the worst day of Joseph's life. When he lost everything, his family, home, cool clothes, and wealth of his father, he became a lowly slave. How could he achieve the super success of his dreams? Note all of the words used at the beginning of Genesis chapter thirty-nine that indicate Joseph was a success. Genesis chapter thirty-nine, verses one to six. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome. Wouldn't you love to have all these words describe your work? Prospered, blessed, favor, and success. According to these verses, what was the key to Joseph's success? The key to success. God was with Joseph so much that even his boss Potiphar saw it and recognized it. The presence of God is the greatest key to success. Our God is awesome. We need to stay in His presence every day, for Him to be with us in everything we do. Wouldn't it be amazing if your boss described you like Potiphar described Joseph? Potiphar saw God was with Joseph. How do we live in such a way that God is with us in everything we do? The first step is to consider the areas of our lives separating us from God. Are there any barriers in your life preventing you from having God being with you in everything you do? Sin separates us from God. 
When we walk away from God and go our own way, we're separated from Him and we're no longer living in His presence. We leave His side and choose a path leading to sin. When King David sinned by committing adultery, he felt the awful separation from God and he wrote this psalm. Psalm chapter 51 verses 9 to 11. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. It is our sin which will make a separation between us and God. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6a. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Even when Jesus was hanging on the cross about to die, he was separated from his Father because of sin. Not because of Jesus' sin, but at that moment on the cross, he took the sins of the world onto himself and God turned his face away from Jesus. Jesus lamented, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Maybe you know you are walking in the path of sin right now. This sin is keeping you from God's presence. This is keeping you from the key to success Joseph experienced. The Lord was with him. Is the Lord with you? Time with God. Another distraction keeping us away from God's presence is being too busy. Focusing on our own life, work, friends, social media, sleep, fun. Give God your time. Be with Him in worship, prayer, Bible reading, service. Think of Him when you are working. Ask Him to help you as you sit at your desk in the day. Don't ignore Him. Can you pray continuously like Paul encourages us? Joseph's got it. Because God was with Joseph, Joseph was successful. And what was the result? He was given everything. In Genesis chapter 39, verses 1 to 6, we see that the words everything or anything are used five times. Joseph's boss gave him more and more responsibility. Joseph was trusted and had authority over all things. Everything was in Joseph's hand. He was the second most important man in the house. With everything in his hands, Joseph was tested. Genesis chapter 39, verse 7. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. What would you do? What would you do in this situation? How would you respond? Would you be shocked? Embarrassed? Polite? How would you handle this dangerous situation? No, thank you. You're very nice, but mm, you're a lovely lady, someone I respect. I'm very flattered, but no, not today. Is that what you would say? The Bible gives a clear picture of the dangers of these kinds of situations. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6 to 27. At the window of my house, I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men, a youth who had no sense. He was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house at twilight. As the day was fading, as the dark of night set in, 
Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute, with crafty intent. She's unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. She took hold of him and kissed him, and with a brazen face she said, Today I fulfilled my vows, and I have food from my fellowship offering at home. So I came out to meet you. I looked for you, and I have found you. I have covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deeply of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. My husband is not home. He has gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money and will not be home until full moon. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose till an arrow pierces his liver, like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. Do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. Many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. Avoid sexual temptation. Men and women, do not be enticed by the sensuality of this world. God is very clear. Sexual relationships were created by Him, and they have boundaries. The boundaries are not hard to understand. The place for sexual relationship is only inside of a marriage. This is not complicated to figure out with your brain, but it can be very hard to figure out with your emotions, physical reactions, and desires. We all must decide now, before faced with this type of circumstance, what we would do. Men, women, married, single, all of us. When faced with sexual temptation, what will you do? Do not decide in the moment. You may hesitate and you can make a decision you would deeply regret. Joseph's response. What did Joseph do? Here is Joseph's response to Potiphar's wife. Genesis chapter 39, verses 8 to 10. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. His response was focused on two thoughts. Number one, his master Potiphar. Number two, God. He did not reply, Oh, I'm not interested, or I don't think I'm the right guy for you. He did not talk about himself. He took the focus off of him and her and put the focus on Potiphar and God. Joseph's loyalty to Potiphar and holy fear of God was Joseph's main thinking. He made no personal excuses. He pointed to the truth. It was wrong to do this to my master. It is wrong to sin against my God. This is why he answered no. This is a sin against another, the husband, and a sin against God. But Potiphar's wife did not stop her persistent requests. Joseph did his best to avoid her, which is a good tip for all of us. 
Genesis chapter 39, verses 11 to 23. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties, and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came to me here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him the story. That Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care, because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. The second worst day in Joseph's life. Joseph is sent to prison. This was not his fault. How did he react? Did he defend himself? Did he feel sorry for himself? Did he get mad? Once again, he lost everything. But God gave him a dream. Joseph was supposed to rule over his brothers and even his parents. This was not what Joseph was planning. First a slave, now worse, a prisoner. Joseph could have complained. He could have fought back. He could have felt sorry for himself. But he did none of those things. He got to work. God created Joseph to do something special. He was born with special gifting to work and be a good administrator. Joseph did not let his circumstances stop him from doing what God created him to do. He didn't give up and say, well, I'll never be an important sheaf of wheat or star from my dreams, so I give up. No. With his actions, he demonstrated, I'll do my work even if I'm in prison. Nothing will stop me from doing what I was created to do. How does complaining, defending ourselves, or self-pity stop us from moving forward with what we have been called to do? The result. What was the result? We see the exact same words as the beginning of this chapter. Even in the prison, Joseph is described in the same way as when he was in charge of Potiphar's home. The Lord was with him. We see the words success and favor. The prison warden put Joseph in charge of everything all exactly the same as Potiphar did. Joseph was being the man God created him to be, even as a slave, even as a prisoner. He was utilizing his awesome talents wherever God put him. He did not wait for the right moment to be awesome. Whatever God put in his hand to do, he did it 100%, and the Lord was with him, and people noticed, and he was promoted. God created you for something. What has God created you to do? Has God given you any dreams? I had dreams when I was a child to tell people about Jesus, to travel to different nations. I remember when I was living at home, I was longing to move to another country to tell people about Jesus. 
I remember one day talking with the kids in my neighborhood about Jesus, and I thought, someday I will do the same thing in other countries. For now, I'm here, so I will do it in my own neighborhood. I did not wait until I was in China to do the thing God created me to do. I did it wherever I was. Don't wait. You do not have to wait to have more money to do what God created you to do. You do not have to wait to have a house to do what God created you to do. You do not have to wait to have a better education to do what God created you to do. You do not have to wait until you're married to do what God created you to do. You do not have to wait until you're older to do what God created you to do. Do it now. Even if you're a slave, even if you're a prisoner, you can do what God made you to be. Just look around. What can you do? Sometimes we think it's only the big things that matter. Actually, the small things are the most important. If we're not faithful in the small things, God will not give us bigger things to do. What are some things you can do now to accomplish what God has called you to do? Are you waiting or are you getting to work like Joseph? Joseph was showing God he was faithful in the small things, even as a slave and a prisoner. As he served, he learned and grew, and God was getting him ready for even greater assignments. Thanks for having some spiritual limey with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love ya. 我们爱你哟。